Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> I'm Ashley. And I'm Joe. And um, it, it's been a little while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get uh, back onto our feet with this. So bear with us if yeah, we seem life, a little awkward again. Yeah, life happens. Um, so number of things put off or kept us from doing the regular podcast episodes. Um, least of which was a baby was had. A baby was had. A baby you will not hear, though, because I was a surrogate and the baby is safely delivered unto her parents and living her best life, I'm sure. (laughs) And then uh, if I remember correctly, a few weeks after that happened, we were like, yeah, let's go ahead and do one. You were feeling good enough to sit at the desk and everything. So I came in, turned on my computer, and it didn't. (laughs) Yep. So uh, new computer, uh, still messing with it a little bit trying to get all the settings back so hopefully this is coming in loud and clear and nice and volume is good and all of that if it's not i will do my best to fix it for the next time right and um heads up you may hear the air conditioning a little bit in the background but it is going to be 102 degrees where we live today and it's just not possible for us to do this without some ac going because this is going to be a long one (laughs) Yeah, and at 102 degrees, it's still cooler today than it has been for like the last week and a half. So yeah, uh, sorry, not sorry, we're going to have air conditioning on. Right, and um, as a reminder, you can find all of our social medias and how to contact us uh, in the description. I pretty detailed in my descriptions of the episode. Um, and also, if you forgot, this is this podcast is where we watch stuff and talk about it. <laughs> yep, actually, I think the uh, saying is where we watch shit and talk about it. Uh, I have stuff written down. Oh, okay. So, um, so <laughs> we're not family friendly, but it's not shit. It's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for starters, uh, the day we're recording this is Sunday of Comic-Con weekend. Yep. So I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff between our last episode and this episode that we missed as far as news goes, but we are going to go ahead and just kind of breeze over a lot of comic-con information that came out for mcu and different movies and trailers and shows and all kinds of stuff at least the stuff that we're interested in so i can't remember were we going to start with mcu or finish with mcu um i believe we were going to finish with mcu okay let's start with we got a full trailer for lord of the rings rings of power yes it looks awesome i think it looks great the more fantasy we get, the better. And I'll touch on that again for another thing that we're going to talk about in a little <laughs> bit. But I don't know. Like, I'm, I've never read the books. I'm not beholden to anything, any preconceived notions about what I think the rings are about or should be or should look like or any of that. 
Me either. So whatever they put in front of me gets judged purely on what it is that they're putting in front of me. And that's the way I kind of like to do everything that I watch. Right, because even my thing is, and I've long said this as a long time book reader, is that you're not always going to get everything. Um, Nothing's going to look like you imagine it when Mm -hmm. you're reading it. Um, And if this is what they're putting forth... Um, I understand that people come in with ideas of what they think this thing should look like or how it was described in the book. But, like, maybe we should let that go and just go with what the creator of the thing, you know, unless they're changing the absolute integrity of something, let's just have fun. Yeah, a good um, a good way that I look at it is how I – so I'm not a huge reader. Um, but, like, so I did read Ready Player One and then we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is – extremely different than the book yes but you know what i felt it it carried the vibe like it it gave the same feel right and that's really all you can hope for as far as i'm concerned Mm -hmm. uh moving on Mm -hmm. uh we got a teaser trailer for john wick chapter four right didn't really give much as far as what to expect from chapter four but like i love how this franchise has developed over the course of what's going to be now four chapters like the first movie is phenomenal it is is, i don't know it's it's such you like if you were to tell someone the premise Mm -hmm. they're gonna think it's a silly b movie but it's executed so well the action is great keanu reeves is top notch yeah and they have taken that and developed this really kind of deep mythos about these assassins in this world yeah i feel like john wick like i feel like keanu reeves had a career renaissance with like the matrix Mm -hmm. and then he's having a second renaissance with the john wick movies he's still proving that he can do the damn thing and i have not seen john wick 3 yet so i'll probably have to figure that out before chapter 4 comes out but as a general rule i i enjoyed the movies i just haven't you know yeah watched the other one yeah i'm i'm excited it's it's really good yeah. uh well the three that have come out are really good yep. um and we got um real quick we got a trailer for picard season three and i think we want to talk about that after no we can do that now okay. that's where i was going next okay um so yeah we got a little teaser for picard season three a lot of little like character vignettes and um, some audio over yeah, the vignettes like the the one so i thought wharf looks phenomenal oh gosh, like white so beard white hair just amazing but the one that really got me was uh i think it was the first one right after jean-luc that they show was uh jordy yeah and him his little voiceover was something to the effect of you know my time on the enterprise made me a better person it made me a better captain it made me a better father mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh so good because it's like you know in your professional career how many jobs or anything like that are going to make you a better parent mm-hmm. uh but yeah all all those great characters coming back still i don't know why but i'm still surprised that gates mcfadden is coming back and it's not like i know much about her life or anything like that but like a lot of times when i see clips of the cast getting back together for interviews and things like that i don't see her a lot I know she does some cons because I've seen, yeah. you know, Will Wheaton as much as the other pictures with her. But not as much as the others, I feel like. And maybe that's no just idea. me overlooking her. I don't know. But I'm, I mean, I love her character in the mo- in the shows. So, yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that I'm glad that season three is and it's going to cap off the series. 
I'm glad that they are bringing back the cast of um, Next Gen because I yeah. really feel like we got a couple little things here and there with the cast over the last two seasons. Uh, but I am exceedingly glad that we are getting a full, what appears to be like a full roster. Like a full reunion yes. season. Yeah, I think that it's only fitting. And I have been wondering if maybe it might be like time to say goodbye to Jean-Luc, you know? Yeah. Very well could be. It does sting a little bit, and I understand why, given the story and stuff, but it does sting knowing that Data's not there. Yeah, it does. But, you know, uh, we did get uh, uh, Wesley we did uh, in, in Picard, which in we'll Picard. talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. And please keep in mind, there might be things that we overlook or don't quite go into because it has been a while since we watched these yeah. things. <laughs> and I don't have the best memory, so... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's as far as we go with non marvel news no so we have one other that i'm gonna do at the end but there was um a new a trailer for shazam uh-huh i did not watch that oh i did i, I thought know. you did i did not um it looks good it looks as good as the first one did and i enjoyed the first one it was good enough it was you know very different from what dc had been doing mm-hmm. um with their movies and i don't know if i would say i'm excited but I'm, I'm gonna see it at some point it felt fun like in to me and like the way the marvel movies feel fun so like mm-hmm. i'll definitely check out the trailer um i don't imagine that i won't see it though um i have not watched a lot of the dc movies i've talked about that before uh it was one of my goals to like kind of dip my toes into the dc movies while i was on a maternity leave uh, but my maternity leave got cut a little bit short because the baby <laughs> decided to come about two and a half weeks early. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then after that, I was just recovering from major surgery. <laughs> but um, I do plan on doing that. Uh, but like I said, I, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll enjoy the second one. All right. The penultimate uh, piece of news before we take the long stroll down Marvel announcements oh, or MCU yeah. announcements. We got a trailer for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And I I'm excited for it. I think it looks great. It's a little tongue in cheek. It's not serious gritty fantasy. It it without being without making fun of itself, I think it's kind of capturing a little bit of what a D&D game is like, which is in your serious moments there's going to be jokes. You're going to do crazy off the wall things in order to attri- in order to try and accomplish your objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters look good. Uh, you know, you get Chris Pine, which I know you're excited about. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, very, very excited to watch Chris Pine mm-hmm. play his little loot and do a little skip jump. <laughs> you almost said it, didn't you? What? You almost said Chris Pine. Of huh? course, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Got some really nice looks at some classic D&D monsters, Displacer Beast, um, Gelatinous Cube, got a black dragon that... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was getting to the mimic, uh, but a black dragon that actually shot a line of acid, not just all dragons breathe fire. Uh, The mimic looks great. The mimic using its tongue to move around is just amazing. Uh, But yeah, like it it looks great. My, My one nitpick is i wish they would have gone bigger with the main characters i wish they would have been like run the gamut of character types Mm -hmm. one of the characters is a druid and there's a lot of speculation that she is a tiefling which is a is kind of like a half demon or fiend half normal like human or elf or something like that okay and um in 
the rules, it does specify like, you know, tieflings run the gamut of normal human skin tones and flesh tones, but they can also go into reds. And I think the fandom has kind of adopted that to be like greens, blues, purples, kind of whatever skin color uh, you want. It's like, I wish they would have pushed it, not making her, not have made her a just normal flesh toned person. Give her a wacky color. Even if you just go red. Yeah. Um, or throw in some different um, uh, origins, you know, orcs, halflings, gnomes, dwarfs, something. For the most part, we have human-ish I was going to say a bunch of people that are about the same height. Yeah. Uh, same skin tone for the most part. And my, my hopes is, is they're like, you know what, this is the first one. We're stepping into it. We're going to ease people into the idea that this kind of property because if if they're sticking hard to their guns on the D&D title this kind of property is something where the player base runs games where anything and everything can and does happen um there is nothing stopping you from coming up with your wild most wild and crazy idea and implementing it in a game and i hope they bring that to the movies if this franchise lasts longer than a single fil- film and I just hope that the fanboys allow it to happen because we've both seen the discourse on Twitter. Oh my God, who cares if in the rules an owlbear is a monstrosity and druids can only wild shape into beasts? Who cares? That's what I'm saying. So like, let's just all, let's just be happy that they're making a thing out of a thing mm-hmm. that we like. Yeah. And uh, preface that by saying I am not a D&D player. Not a current to one. Not a current D&D player. player. I, have, I have played. And I do know a lot of the things in it. And I am very excited for this movie. Um, I just think, again, it's like, let's just let's just enjoy it. And you know what? If it's not perfect, who cares? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Because I love D&D so much and I want this to succeed because I want more visual media from them. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to earn us that explicit rating. If your enjoyment of this movie is predicated on how strictly it adheres to the rules as written in a book, that is the game is designed around breaking whatever rule you see, you so see fit. I don't know. In my opinion, you can just get fucked because there's, <laughs> no, there's not going to be any pleasing you. Right. You, if you if you have to look for a thing just to live your life feeling angry all the time what the fuck is wrong with you one of my one of my favorite takes um going around is the people who are enjoying this trailer and loving it and picking it apart for all the little things that they're noticing is uh, there's a shot in the trailer where it's when we see the gelatinous cube where you see what looks like a few of the characters i'm gonna it's gonna be really hard for me to not reference the main character cast as party members <laughs> <laughs> um but where you see a few of the main characters jump into a gelatinous cube in order to get out of the way of a displacer beast mm-hmm. my favorite take going around is look is that a good idea no but it's something my party would do Exactly. And that's what I want out of this. Exactly. Like, to me, watching the trailer and hearing the way the characters were talking, especially there was, like, a scene where they mentioned, like, going to get a drink mm-hmm. or something. It very much reminded me of hearing your games over the years yeah. from the other rooms. You guys BSing, hanging out at a pub, beating monsters, whichever way yep. matters. And so let's just have fun with this and enjoy it. I'm going to break the fourth wall here for just a second because I glanced down at the timing. Do you remember what the limit is for an early ad? I with do our not. Thing? Okay, because we just crested over 15 minutes. Okay. And I think it had to be before that. Yeah, we might. You know ad. what? You guys might get some ads in some it weird might, places. Might be, might not be. Who cares? 
We'll, I'll try to break it up as best I can. Yeah, we'll put it somewhere, maybe, hopefully. Okay, so now we got to get into the big daddy. Uh, let's get... The, the, um, the mm-hmm. news of I wish this podcast was not the first one we were back at because there is so much damn Marvel news from Comic-Con. And I feel like it's a good one, I to... think when we had originally talked about doing this podcast, it was like, oh, Comic-Con weekend, that's going to be like a whole thing unto itself. And now it's like, oh, we have all this other shit to talk about, too. Yeah, so... it's a good one to come back on, Comic-Con weekend. So many properties and things that we love getting announcements and reveals like... Yes. I so think, I, think it, I think it works. To For me, I want to top off with the fact that we got the official name for this Phase 4... Mm through phase six um situation and it is the multiverse saga which is awesome i think it's it speaks a lot it speaks a lot about the movies that we've had so far um you know we had the infinity saga one through three now we got the multiverse saga and we are firmly in phase four right now in case Mm -hmm. you know you don't follow that closely actually we're at the tail end of phase. we are at the tail end of a look i'm just gonna say it up front not that exciting phase four for me um yeah but shang chi elevates the whole phase we'll we'll go into that a little bit more when we talk about what we've watched because we did see um doctor strange in the multiverse of madness finally and we also saw Thor Love and Thunder when it came out in the theater. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But phase four. Um, well, let's let's get into what we got going on. So we got a new trailer for She-Hulk. She-Hulk looks great. She, I'm sorry. She-Hulk attorney, attorney at, at law. law. <laughs> it looks great. Um, not to take away from She-Hulk, but I do want to talk about the fact that I'm pretty sure there was a uh, kind of cameo of daredevil uh right at the end of the trailer i think so so. super excited and we'll talk more about that when we get into a lot of the reveals um or the announcements that came but like she hulk it looks great like she looks great it looks like there's a decent amount of comedy and we love seeing mark ruffalo as the hulk again yeah and like i'm i'm not exactly sure what to expect coming from the marvel shows now because they really do seem to kind of bring you in with one expectation and you get a couple episodes in and they flip it and you're like oh this is kind of serious yeah i mean well we might get into this with ms marvel but like i feel like that's the only one where we really haven't gone in with one expectation and gone out with the other but maybe it's because we didn't know well what was gonna happen there's some things about that but we can yeah we'll talk about that with ms marvel but yeah i think she hulk looks fantastic i am all for more women headlining shows and movies in the mcu i think it looks great i think it looks funny um i'm just overall like i said i'm really excited about it my son seems to be excited about it whether or not he will actually watch it with us is a whole other thing because we went through this with dr strange with him maybe we'll talk about that um but either way super excited um the final movie of phase four is is going to well she-Hulk is a series. Yeah. But, so the final thing to cap off Phase 4 is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. Oh my god. This trailer gave me chills. Yeah. It's... It looks so good. It Like, again, I'm not exactly sure what I'm expecting from this. No. Because we got one tiny glimpse 
of someone in the Black Panther suit. And the internet is, they're all ass detectives and yeah, all trying to figure out whose ass it is, the dimensions, the math. The, <laughs> um, the, my two favorites so far uh-huh. are, um, you said somebody said that um, the queen could potentially be in the suit. Yes, Angela Bassett. I don't which, remember her name in the movie, which I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah uh angela bassett's is angela bassett is rad mm-hmm. so um but the other one that i liked also and i don't know which one i like more somebody brought up like you know if we're opening up to the multiverse what if uh michael b jordan's character comes back from another universe and he's and he takes his place as king hmm. of wakanda on this earth i know as an ass the as an ass detective myself I don't know if um, that ass was a was a was Michael, a Michael B. B. Jordan, Jordan ass, ass. <laughs> but um, I'm not I'm not touching that chain of evidence <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, I um, whoever it is, I'm sure that it will feel right. Mm-hmm. I I don't have any expectations of this movie. I am very interested to see how they're going to handle Chadwick being gone. Um, that was the one thing the trailer didn't really give any hints as to what happened. They did show a mural. I don't, um, I would assume, so I don't want to say I assume, but like if it were me making the movie, I don't know if I would focus on his death a lot. I, I would agree. focus on his legacy immensely. Right. And to me, there there's a, definitely a big difference. And it does seem kind of like, like, um, there's a line in the movie, Angela Bassett's character. And again, I'm sorry, I don't remember the character's name. <laughs> um, but she says something about like, you know, she's the queen of the strongest uh, nation in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that. But like, I don't, I don't know if prior to Black Panther or the end of Black Panther, if they would have referred to themselves as the most powerful nation in the world, they yeah. may have made reference to how powerful of a nation they are, but like, because they hadn't really expo- been exposed to the rest of the world. Right. Um. So it, and Chadwick Boseman or, you know, Black Panther was his character was like, you know, we need to, open up or open ourselves up to the outside world and share what we have with them so we can make the world a better place yeah so i feel like that's his legacy yeah and i'm um whatever it is i'm here for it i i did not write down the date that that comes out but i believe it is in november yes it's november um probably early november based on the dates for all of these other things Mm -hmm. so all what? right, now we're gonna we're gonna break into phase five, which starts February seventeenth of next year. And hopefully, we won't have a whole lot to say. No, probably about not. these because <laughs> a lot of it's just names. Yeah, a lot of it's just names, but we're gonna go ahead and run them down um, because we want to. Do you just want to take turns? Sure. So I'll go first. So the first movie coming out is gonna be Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania, which comes out February 17th of 2023. And I do want to say something about this. Okay. Okay. So I can't remember the exact description I've read, but I swear to God, I don't want... Scott Lang is smart. He is intelligent. He has a master's degree in electrical engineering, if I remember correctly. Like, why... Why is he stupid? So apparently the movie, I remember now, the movie is going to apparently focus on the fact that he is now a fame whore, is what it sounded like. Like, look, I'm... I'm kind of uh, spitballing that description, but it very much sounds like he becomes a fame whore and his family hates him. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I don't, I don't want that. I want him, I want him to be smart. And I want, I, we want this, you know, it, 
the character that he is in the first Ant-Man is not, it's not even the same character he is in, um, in the second one, which I can't remember. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and it's not that he's grown and changed as a character. It's, I feel like they've, uh, taken things away from him as a character. This is some, this is a take that I read on Twitter and I agree. It's like, they made him out to be a fool. He is a fool. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, a jester character. And, like, this is very kind of much what they did with Thor and Thor Love and Thunder as well. We'll We'll get get into into that. I don't... I always try to come... I know I said things about, like, fanboys and being haters and stuff. My, I don't hate the things that they're doing. I just... I'm trying to offer constructive criticism and the things I don't like as a fan. I don't want to watch my main character be a fool. And, like, Mm -hmm. I know that Paul Rudd is probably... In my top ten favorite actors of all time. Also probably top three of most liked actors. Yeah, and he is so incredible. And I understand he is a he is a fool. He's a silly he's, person. He's a silly person, so you want him to be silly. But, like, okay, that moment in Endgame where he sees his daughter and he hugs her and realizes, like, oh my god, what? Mm-hmm. I have an adult, I have a grown daughter. I've missed five years of her life. In that split moment, all that emotion on his face, I want more of that. I don't want him to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man. I want him to be more like Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Yeah. So hopefully the description, hopefully that all resolves. We don't know what else is going on. But anyway, that comes out February 17th. So we will see. But we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. You got the next one? Uh, yeah. So next we get a uh, Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. uh, Secret Invasion, coming out spring 2023. Now, this is one that they announced last year and or the year before yeah. something. But uh, actually, I think it was last year. Uh, may have been just D23 when they did it. But either way, it's um, a series, um, I think, kind of focusing around Nick Fury. So we get Samuel Jackson. And we'll get Colby Smulders. All praise. Uh, is she going to be in it? I believe I saw that they announced that she's going to be in it. Okay. Not exactly sure what to expect from it, but we're getting it and I will watch it and probably be blown away by it. Yep. Um, next up we have a movie guardians of the galaxy volume three. Um, that comes out May 5th of 2023. So one thing that I've heard about this is they actually in the marvel uh panel they actually played a trailer for this oh uh that i don't think is getting an official or hasn't been officially released yet okay but from what i've seen online uh it's kind of a knife fight to the death between guardians and wakanda forever as to the most emotional uh trailer being played there well i did read the description and it appears that star lord is grieving uh gamora's death and they have to protect another member of their team it sounds like so um and this is going to be the final guardians movie that's already been announced i mean i i guess you could take that with a grain of salt because i guess you never know but james gunn has said this is the last yeah the last one that he's doing so we'll see so it looks like i may be getting all the shows and you're getting all the movies no Uh, i I get a series after this one um so (laughs) summer 2023 we're getting echo which uh that character debuted in hawkeye Mm mm-hmm um and she was really cool um don't i know very i know nothing about the character than what i've seen from her in hawkeye i know that she's intertwined with kingpin 
and uh we're supposed to get some daredevil in there and it's going we are i think it was officially announced that uh vincent d'onofrio and charlie cox are going to be in echo awesome how much i don't know but i think we're gonna have to go into it like we went into ms marvel we're just yeah we're gonna go along for the ride look here's the thing i'm at the point with the mcu and i think i've said this before and it's been this way for years just tell me a name and when it's coming out and i'll be there to see it I, like we've said it on this podcast <laughs> yeah it's it's just that simple they've built up that kind of uh trust in their productions for me yep all right so next um we have loki season two uh disney plus series coming out summer of 23 so uh, <laughs> for me like i enjoyed loki a lot when we were watching it yeah but as we've gotten more series and we know that these series are going to be continued and stuff like that, like, you know, just more additional MCU series and stuff like that. I have started to question if my excitement and enjoyment of the Loki uh, show, it was more based around, I think it was the second, only the second um, MCU series to hit Disney plus. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of that hype about, Oh, MCU shows and this longer format and episodic and all that kind of stuff, because it is very good. And I know a lot of people love it, but for me, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I, I never developed that. Oh my God, Loki's so wonderful from his movies in the MCU. Yeah. For me, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like it needed a season two. And when they mm. originally announced, well, maybe, but when they, but now that things have like progressed. I mean, he found himself in an alternate timeline. That's true. And we so, are in the multiverse saga. But, so. but, but what, I think your point is, is they didn't need to end the show in such a way to warrant a season right, two. Right. And like, I thought that I had read, which again, they're allowed to change their mind. I'm not saying like, I read this thing, so it has to be this way, you know, but I thought I had read that the goal of the series, sorry, was not to um, have sequel. Like, there wasn't going to be season twos. They were, these were standalone uh, oh, series know. to progress the story in a way that they could not progress it in a feature film. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, either way, um, I am open to whatever they're going to throw at us. And... Um, Given that it's multiverse and Loki is not, is in an alternate timeline, it makes sense to continue his story. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, as far as we know, as far as everyone knows, he's not here. Mm -hmm. that, that's another thing with Thor, Love and Thunder, you yeah. know? So, uh, well, not, I mean, not, it didn't focus on that. I don't want to go that far, but Loki being gone. Yeah. You know? Um, so that was, like I said, that was summer 23. You go next. So, yeah, next, uh, July 28th, 2023, we get the Marvels. Now, <clears throat> I wasn't the biggest fan of Captain Marvel. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. I think the MCU, I think Kevin Feige and Marvel uh, created their own hurdle for this movie by having it come out between Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. My, and I include myself in this. I think it may have been a lot more well-received if it wasn't something in between the thing that we got and then the thing that we really wanted, which was the culmination of what we got. Right. Um, it's good. It's not bad. I'm really excited to get more Monica Rambeau mm -hmm. and uh, Kamala. Yeah, from she, oh my gosh, love her. Yeah, she is an extremely likable character. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like... I think because I've done a rewatch uh, since Endgame, I think at least one. And still, when I got to um, Captain Marvel, it was just kind of on. 
I wasn't really watching. There were some specific parts. I think for me, I'm always going to remember what it felt like going into that movie and being like, okay, I know when this is this movie is supposed to take place. I don't understand the logic behind releasing it before Endgame. Other than the fact that we don't know who this person is that's yeah. going to be in this movie or who Nick Fury calls at the end of um, Infinity War. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing. And like, I, in my opinion, again, our opinions, I feel like Captain Marvel should have come out pre Endgame or pre Infinity War. Yeah, maybe. I don't know when the right uh, but place I just, to put it You in, know, but... the thing is, I just, but I just don't know because it's yeah. like we, we are introduced to her at the end of Infinity War. We get her movie and then we get Endgame. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's right. Maybe it's, but again, it, it, it did kind of very much feel like, yeah, this is good, but this isn't what I want right now. Yeah. And even in Endgame, like she was, she wasn't in it a whole lot. No, not really. So, cause like when, when the movie was announced that it's coming up between the two, I was like, I want, you know, it made me think. And this could be my own fault, but it made me think she was going to play a very important role. In well, I know. And even going into it, we were both very nervous that they were going to have her take care. Be the of... one that be the one that finishes off Thanos. Yeah. And I was like. And it was going to be like, no, this isn't fair. Yeah. We don't know one this of, character. One of the big three need to do we haven't, it. We haven't been with this character for the last oh, 10 all years all this talk about endgame is making me think of the <laughs> avengers assemble moment and it still gives me chills and now i want to watch endgame but i don't want to watch just endgame i want to feel like i want to <laughs> go the whole way through anyway let's move on okay so the next um the next movie coming out is going to be blade and november 3rd of 2023 yeah we get um oh my god i'm gonna butcher his name mahersha mahershal ali Okay. Whatever. Uh, Either way, he's wonderful. He is wonderful. And it's a little interesting because he is in the MCU already. Right. Because he was in um, Luke Cage. That's right. So. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's just an interesting little thing. uh, So I love the original three Blade movies. All three of them. They're Mm -hmm. fun. It's a great time. Snipes is great. Um, Ryan Reynolds is great. Yeah. Uh, but really looking forward to them bringing Blade into the MCU and what that means for some other characters that are in the same vein as him. So yeah, I'm like, I'm just kind of stoked. We're getting like all this, I don't know, like old energy, I guess, like the blade, like just like old, um, products bringing new okay you understand what i mean like, like revamping something yeah, that we re- had revamping before. the things we had before and bringing them into this new uh phase into the multiverse and like how it's gonna play out and i'm just uh i'm just excited <laughs> i like blade too so um okay next next fall of 2023 we get ironheart a disney plus series which know absolutely nothing about nope. Ironheart. I'm looking at a list here and it says this series will follow Riri Williams, a young engineering student uh, who makes a super iron suit much like Iron Man, which I knew was tangentially related in theme to Iron Man. Um, but I mean, I'm a big fan of powered suits, powered armor yeah. uh, tropes and that kind of stuff. Looking forward to it again. Just give me a name and a date and I'm going to be there, yep. you know, with bells on. Yep. Uh, next, we have a uh, winter 2023 Disney Plus series, Agatha, 
Coven of Chaos. Uh, so yeah, this is a spinoff from WandaVision. WandaVision. Uh, everybody loved Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. as Agatha Harkness. I'm glad you remembered her name because my brain was like a complete blank. Okay, he's showing me his phone. Um, <laughs> I have an article was, with the rundown. She was wonderful. In every aspect In of every it. The aspect, turn. I don't just... know. Like, again, I'm not a big comic reader, uh, so I don't really know the whole mythos of Agatha and all that yeah. kind of stuff. All I know is that she was wonderful. She made me love and hate the character simultaneously, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite character tropes is the person you love to hate. Yep. And she was great. And I am all for whatever series she wants to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I get to do this one. Ooh. Spring 2024. Daredevil born again. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so, when I saw this, I had been uh, sending Joe like a couple things on Twitter. And I was like, okay, I'm done now. Just go to this mm-hmm. Twitter feed. You can see them all. I was like, and when that one was announced, I was like, oh, my God, wait, I have to send you this one. Because I was. I am so excited. I was so excited to see Daredevil in Spider-Man. Um, and Well, we didn't see Daredevil. We saw uh, Matthew Murdoch. Matthew Murdoch. Whatever. <laughs> Matthew Murdoch. Daredevil. That's like Peter Parker, Spider-Man. It is one and the same. <laughs> um, and Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back as Kingpin. Yeah. Um, so we loved and still love the series. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's it would be hard for me to pick my favorite between uh, Daredevil and Luke Cage because that first season of Luke Cage is just so good. But like those long hallway fight scenes and Daredevil, oh gosh, they're just so good. And Charlie Cox is amazing. It's yeah, super excited to get Charlie Cox as Matthew Murdoch slash Daredevil in a series coming to Disney Plus, and it's uh, going to be eighteen episodes. Which That's... would make it the highest episode count, but depending, on, I mean, even even if they're thirty minute episodes, that's nine hours of content, right? And you know, I was so happy when, like, we knew all along that the Netflix Marvel series were part of the MCU. The MCU. We knew that, but now we're it's really part yes. of the MCU. It is Daredevil is a part of the MCU. It's. It is. And so, like like I said, it's, it's one thing to know it, and it's another to have them doing things with this character, with these other characters as well. So, seeing them interact with each other, and I just, I love Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. I love, who doesn't love Vincent D'Onofrio? The one thing I will say is, with an 18-episode count, mm-hmm. uh, I hope they don't make the same mistakes that the Netflix series did, which was... It really did feel like those maybe should have been six episodes as opposed to ten because you get about halfway into the episode or into the season and they kind of start wavering from their initial goal. Like they, right? They you, get, had, you get filler. It's not even filler. It's just it feels like they're like, oh, we need to stretch, yeah, to hit ten. So yeah. let's throw in this uh, side thing and this side thing, and it's just like it loses it loses its pace for me mm-hmm. in those. But super excited. You know, it's just ugh, everything that we're going to be going over. Oh, you get to do the next one. Um, everything <laughs> that we're going over, just so excited for. All right. So May 3rd, 2024, movie, Captain America, New World Order. Yes. Starring Sam Wilson as Captain America. Yeah. Well, get over it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's starring... Uh, oh my god, I just blanked on his name. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, but... <laughs> it's, 
All I'm saying is, fanboys, fuck off. Sam Wilson, Captain America. (laughs) Yeah, apparently there was some uh, discussion online about whether or not Sam Wilson would be in the next Captain America. He's Captain America. It's fine. Why would they do an entire show about him from a personal level earning the shield? Like, yes, realizing that he is worthy of carrying that shield. Why would they have an entire series or season of uh, show about that? if he wasn't going to be Captain America going forward. Exactly. Just, it was never listen a question up. to me. Listen up. Captain America, New World Order. Sam Wilson. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and, and he's great. Anthony Mackie is great in the role. Sam Wilson is a wonderful character. He's so good. Uh, Falcon it, Winter Soldier was a great series. I loved seeing that personal life of Sam's. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm overjoyed whatever other <laughs> all the adjectives go, go get my thesaurus i'm gonna come up with some more but um you cannot keep me away from seeing this on may yeah. 3rd maybe even may 2nd depending <laughs> um and with this one we close out phase, phase five, five which is july 26 2024 mm-hmm. thunderbolt now what i know of thunderbolts begins and ends with uh, people tell me and are saying that it is uh, Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's re- in this case, I believe a lot of people say they're actually reformed villains, right? Um, that do stuff for good. Yeah, it's not like my limited understanding of the Suicide Squad is it's like you're going to do this because you're bad. It's it's not like you're going to do this because I implanted an explosive device at the base of your skull yeah, and if you don't like, it blows up. It's sort of like I, well, I don't know. you're bad it guys and we're trying to be good guys. Yeah, but I don't know. Either way, again, it's another property we don't know that much about, mm-hmm. but we're excited to see it. Okay, we're in the home stretch and we're already at like 42 minutes in this podcast. All right, podcast, guys. So. We are so sorry about the long, the length of this episode. Well, hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully you're it. feeding off our excitement because we are. We, it's so exciting around Comic-Con time when we get all like, these announcements. Clearly, and, clearly people are still listening because our listener numbers have been pretty good on our old episodes. So I hope that if you've subscribed, you are enjoying this episode yeah. and not thinking and we just disappeared because we really didn't disappear and to throw this in into the middle of this because in phase six there are some gaps but yeah. i believe feige kevin feige said that they are going to be filling in some of those gaps at d23 this year i was going to announce that at the end when we were done talking about uh, what oh they've well. announced for phase six sorry well it's All your right. turn start off phase kick us off on phase six phase six kicks off with as far as we know no, uh, Feige said it. Okay, Phase 6 kicks off with Fantastic Four. Yes. November 8th, 2024. Yes, bring it. No cast announcement. But maybe we got to hint during Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Who knows? Maybe. yeah. Not sure. But if we see John Krasinski as Reed Richards, right? Reed Richards? Yeah. You looked at me like I didn't say the right no, name. No, no, no. Okay. If we see him as Reed Richards, and I want Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. and I don't know who I want for everyone else, but I'm just I'm, I'm thrilled. Marvel's casting Fantastic is pretty much Four. flawless. So it's um, yeah, a good time. Uh, Again, from, back to my thing about bringing in, bring, keep bringing these old things that we knew, yeah. bring them into the current MCU. I believe um, is was it announced that Krasinski's directing it, or was he approached to direct it? I don't think it was announced that he's directed. I think it was announced that he was approached. Okay, so if they're still looking for a director, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one, Feige. I'm sure if you haven't thought of this already, um, then I question your credentials. 
but oh my god, I just blinked on it. Brad Bird. Oh, because because he's already directed the best Fantastic Four movie that we've had <laughs> gotten to date, which is The Incredibles. Because the Fantastic Four movie should be a movie about a family. Period. Yep. So hopefully we'll we'll see what happens. But okay, Joe, do you want to announce the next one that they've announced? I will when my phone unlocks and I can get back into the article. Okay. Would you like me to? Oh announce? shit, we're there already. Yes. Wow. I thought there was um, <laughs> some other stuff. Okay. So and you get to finish it off. Anytime. I get to finish. Um, it. Okay. So uh, actually, because it's part one and part two, I think these both should be. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was um, going to be what I said too. Is that Kevin Feige has said this is essentially your. It is essentially the Infinity War end game oh, I know, I haven't, I haven't announced it of the multiverse saga of the multiverse so, saga. For the first time since Endgame, we are getting an Avengers movie May second, twenty twenty five, with Avengers of the King Dynasty. Awesome. Uh, what that means, no idea. I, I mean we know the character King and things like that. We've been uh, introduced to him and stuff, but mm-hmm. like what what that movie is going to be lord knows what if, the king dynasty means i'm sure people who read comics we, yeah, more than we do you guys probably are, know <laughs> if, if you know what this is you're probably screaming at in your car or at the gym or wherever you happen to be listening to but, this <laughs> but i argue does it matter if we don't know if we're still excited for it i, I would argue no okay <laughs> and then capping us off avengers secret wars Mm -hmm. which is something that people have speculated is going to happen in this phase for a very long time. Yeah. And I think, God, I'm either going to sound very insightful or extremely dumb when I say this, but I think this cover that they're showing in this article that I'm looking at, Mm -hmm. I think this secret wars is the arc where it's two universes that are collapsing in on each other and one has to destroy the other. Otherwise, both both get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and if I remember correctly, in the comics when this happened, it wasn't so much that one destroyed the other. I believe that was what kicked off a big reset for the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Because they ev- Marvel does it, DC does it every so many years. They're like, okay, we got to wipe the slate clean and start from scratch because it's getting really... Um, it's getting tired. Well, it's not getting tired. It's just getting, it's a lot. And repetitive and there's too much um, going on. Now, I don't know if they're going to do something like that, but like just the idea of seeing, uh, you know, our universe versus, you know, an alternate universe where you get a lot of the same characters played by the same actors potentially mm-hmm. as superheroes, but with a slight or as super powered beings, but with a slightly different angle to them. Like if that's what we're getting, like if we end up getting Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange from an alternate <laughs> universe or something just it could be crazy. And we did, I mean, I will say I feel like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did kind of introduce this concept yeah. of worlds collapsing. And so very much you could be on the right track. Um either way, so after that th- that's all that they've officially announced for phase 6, but there were definite gaps in this phase six schedule everything from uh fantastic four to those avengers movies yes and so speculation let's talk about a little bit about the speculation there's Mm. there's going to be as joe said there's an official announcement coming during d23 which is uh, september 9th so whatever the podcast is after september 9th i'm sure we'll come with as much enthusiasm uh yeah because because the big daddy that's missing from the gap you want to oh. say it? Or oh, no, I was talking about, I was going somewhere else with it, but you can, you can go. Okay, so the big daddy that may or may not be missing from the gap is the thing that we desperately want in the MCU, which is Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> I need, I need Deadpool being snarky and reacting to everybody else. <laughs> the, 
The only thing that does make me a little sad is if slash when this does happen is we don't get the stark contrast between Deadpool and Steve Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> or um, the, um, I guess, the unspoken contest between Deadpool and Tony. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure if slash when Deadpool gets brought into the MCU, there's somebody in there that he's going to get to play off of perfectly. Part of me hopes that it is Spider-Man. Because God, I hope so. And th- there is a gap where a potential Spider-Man 4 could be going. Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the We didn't talk about the series. animated series, X-Men 97. Yeah. We didn't talk about... Um, Spider-Man freshman year, which freshman has already year. been approved for a second season. So Spider-Man uh, sophomore year. These are all... I will just say, speaking as a parent, these are all things that I'm hopeful that I can push onto our son a bit. Um, he's just so resistant. <laughs> yeah, he, he does his thing. He says he likes these things, but he just doesn't care about watching them. Yeah, like he and it's fine. He is probably the biggest Star Wars fan that only has tan- tangentially that has watched never Star seen Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was actually the one. Okay, so real quick, animated. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man freshman year, Spider Man sophomore year announced. Uh, what if season two? Oh my gosh! Yes, I forgot about that. Uh, Marvel Zombies, which is getting a mature rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sim- along a similar vein, we got Deadpool, Deadpool two, and Logan released on Disney Plus. Yep. So look. Change your parental settings for your kids. It'll all be fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but the so the big one that I was talking about oh. is I don't think we have up to this point when we are recording this have gotten a single Star Wars announcement from Comic-Con. Nope. I don't think so either. So that's probably going to be a big hitter at D23. Yep. I think because they've pretty much announced all of the Star Wars things at this point, maybe. Yeah, but Andor's getting ready to start pretty soon. I think it starts in the fall. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. know. It might even be before that. I'm not sure. Either way. Uh, yeah, excitement level is up to 11. So much great stuff coming. And that's just news. We have still have stuff to talk about that we watched. <laughs> so stick around. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're. I think we might kind of breeze through some that it, we enjoyed, but just... It, they didn't necessarily like amp us up and get us going, but uh, there was one specific that you wanted to bring up that I had forgotten about. You wrote it down. I wrote it down because you told me to. But can we take a quick break? Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back with your regularly scheduled programming. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back. Um, yeah, again, uh, so I misspoke a little bit. There's something, uh, we were going to bring up, uh, before what Ashley uh, reminded me of. 
By the way, we're on the what we're watching segment now. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, because I'm getting excited, my mouth's getting dry. You might hear me drinking some water or something like that. I apologize for anybody that doesn't like those noises in their podcasts and stuff like that. But we're trying to keep it uh, laid back. <laughs> we're. It's hot here. Yeah. We get thirsty. <laughs> we're, um, we're sorry. Please forgive us. <laughs> so one thing that we're doing that is not related to geekdom. No. is uh recently uh uh podcast started that we've been listening to which is pod meets world mm-hmm. it is uh oh my god i'm blanking on her name uh danielle, danielle fischel danielle fischel writer strong and will friedel mm-hmm. uh they are doing a podcast uh i think through iHeartRadio. yes uh where they are going through and re-watching um boy meets world Mm-hmm. And it seems like most of them for the first time. Yeah, um, for the first time. At least in its entirety. Well, Danielle Fischel said that her and her family watched the episodes as they came out every Friday mm-hmm. night. It was like the family thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're rewatching it kind of together. And uh, we get two episodes a week. By the way, this super sounds sponsored all of a sudden. Yeah, like, this is coming not... in from a break, and then yeah, yeah we're not sponsored. If if, uh, if they want Heart to Radio us, wants to get in on this, they are more than welcome right? to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we, you get two episodes a week. Um, an episode where, at least so far, we've gotten two episodes a week. One where they interview someone from the cast or related, and cast then, or crew. Yeah, cast or crew, and then they watch um, the next episode. And they talk about the episode and talk about behind the scenes stuff, what they were going through at the time, or at least what they remember. Um, and we are really, really enjoying it. Yeah, we both grew up watching Boy Meets World. Um, still mm-hmm. like the show. You know, it takes you back. It's that nostalgia kick. Yeah, I mean, we, um, pre-podcast, we did rewatch Boy Meets World into mm-hmm. Girl Meets World. And um, it's definitely, you know, even they made a joke about it on their podcast that it's like it is kind of wonky in the um, through like a time line. capsule. Well, especially like the through line, like there are things oh, they talk yeah. about that don't quite pay off yeah. later. But um, either way, it is. Um, we've really enjoyed listening to it. If you were a fan of Boy Meets World or maybe you just like podcasts where people where actors talk about the shows they were on, I think you'd really enjoy it because it's a really like behind the scenes mm-hmm. type of situation it's it's been fun to listen to and me personally i'm just i'm a big fan of wilfred l yeah um, he's, he's done some great voice acting had some great voice acting roles um he was terry mcginnis in batman beyond which is a phenomenal batman series mm-hmm. he also voiced um lion in a uh thundercats reboot in uh, in my opinion a extremely underrated uh thundercats reboot i loved that show and was very sad when it was canceled after i think only one season yep anyway moving on moving on um really quick i just wanted to be honest with you guys be up front we gave up on halo (laughs) (laughs) we did not finish the series Uh, I feel like we gave whatever, it the old college try. Whatever though. the last episode that we recorded where we talked about Halo, that is literally the last episode of that show we watched. Yeah. We had ample time. We we did not finish. We are not sorry. <laughs> yeah, we gave it the old college try, and it just ended up not being for us. It's Yeah, I mean, I feel like we were... Hold on just a second. You may hear me turning pages here. The last episode we watched was episode seven. So it's not like we watched one episode and we were like, fuck this show. Yeah. We we watched through episode seven and that was that we were done. And I, I would argue that episode seven, there was like a portal 
type situation. I don't remember. Um, and I would argue that that would have been a renewed episode. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Yeah. And we still did not finish it. Yeah, I probably couldn't tell you what that show was about right now. Nope. So yeah, I and have, that's I have not that knocking the note. show. No. Um, as for something that I've been wa- I watched on my own completely because uh, we kind of did that a little bit back in mm-hmm. the day when we recorded. <laughs> Um, I watched uh, Stranger Things season four through completion. Um, two takeaways from the show. First takeaway is that TikTok probably enhanced my viewing of the show in terms of like catchy songs that people are making. I'm sure I don't need to sing it because I have a terrible singing voice. But if you know what I'm talking about with Eddie talking about a certain person waking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do not know what you're talking about, so but anyways, you don't have to tell me. It's I don't fine. have to tell you. So, um, but secondly, and most importantly, my God, were those episodes long? <laughs> I did not know when I sat down to watch the season four finale that I was in for a complete Marvel epic in terms of length. It took me a two and a half hour episode. Probably took me about five hours to watch total in between. Uh, parenting and general oh my god is this still going (laughs) and i will say that's not because i was there was only a segment a segment of about like the last 35 minutes where i was like they probably could have condensed this completely or eliminated it and it i just i feel like there were things in there that like it just didn't was it like the end of return of the king (laughs) (laughs) it just kept going (laughs) every fade to black wasn't the end (laughs) but um you know uh season four wonderful can't wait for season five um i'm really interested to see how they finish this off because um i would have thought that it would have ended and then it didn't like i i really thought that they were leading into like season four was the last and then i was like oh wait a minute this isn't over and then sure enough i was like oh that they did they are doing a season five okay here we go you know but so that that's a thing that i watch joe does not watch with me but um i enjoyed it but again it's i i was not prepared for the length of these episodes at all (laughs) i don't think i watched anything like new without you you. oh i did you did you watched shorzy i did watch shorzy uh hilarious great i love it uh there's not really a whole lot to go into but i did also watch strange new worlds star trek strange new worlds oh Mm -hmm. my god some of the hands down best Trek I've seen since next gen. And now I have not seen all of deep space nine or Voyager or enterprise, but like it is so good. Yeah. Uh, all the characters you, are great. When you were watching it, you seem to really enjoy it. It's so good. It is such great Trek. You did say I would probably like it. So you would maybe love we'll, it. You would absolutely love it. Maybe we'll get into that at some point. Yeah start now there's only like 10 episodes (laughs) i know then i won't have to like catch up i'm just saying we're not watching anything right now (laughs) or you could watch letter kenny (laughs) that's another one that's really good (laughs) yes i know you would love if i had watched letter kenny and the thing is i do i have found things humorous yeah you know so we'll we'll see um movies before we get on to well, like the I, big oh, series real quick and um while i was on maternity leave i did completely catch up to my hero academia finally yes um wonderful loved it so okay so because i know i talked about it and hopefully you have you remember it well enough to um 
from what you had seen previous to uh, the end, mm-hmm. what was one or two standout moments for you? Like things that just ingrained themselves into you. Um, finding out what Shigaraki's hands were that really oh, threw they're me. Not Shigaraki's. Well, hands. no, but, yeah, the, but the hands he wears on his body, I will say, like. I mean, you know, like, I had to pause the episode mm-hmm. a couple of times because dealing with, we've talked a lot, maybe not so much in this podcast, but you and I have talked a lot how, about how animated things don't get their due a lot of the time. Yes. They don't, they, they aren't taken seriously um, just for children. Um I mean, I could go on about the way people feel about animated things and they look down on adults, especially that watch and are into anime and animated things. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me that this to me was a moment very akin to the moment where episode four of Full Metal. Yeah. Um, Which you all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you watch Full Metal, Edward, um, it, it brought up that emotion in me. That people say that animation can do. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something that's gonna uh, rock you a little bit. the The funny thing about what you're saying is there is there are anime snobs out there who treat shows like My Hero, yeah, uh, the same way everyone else treats animation in general. Well, no, I know because it's and mainstream. It's anime just like yeah. because it got popular. And again, it's like what? I'm sorry. Why don't you want a thing you love? Why don't you want more people to love a thing you love? Mm-hmm. To me, it's just like when I find out that someone loves a thing as much as I do, I am like, this is my best friend. I can talk to you about, we could talk about this all day long, you yep. know? Um, and maybe it's because all of our friends are into very similar things and we could, half the reason we started this podcast is because we just like talking we about just like this talking stuff. about the stuff we love. Um, I don't understand why you don't want a thing you love to be popular. Why? I'm sorry. You don't want to walk into box lunch and see an enamel pin or a t-shirt of a property that you love and want to buy it. Yep. I mean, today is one of the few days where I'm not wearing some type of a fandom t-shirt. You are wearing. Yeah. I came a in, I came in uniform. Shirt. I came in uniform or in a but, Star Wars shirt getting that vibe going. Um, but Anyway, I can't, I, I just, I know there are people like that. But, but, but okay, so enough of the down side yeah, of this, but yeah, it, the hands that Shigaraki, that are around Shigaraki's body are the hands of his dead family that most of which he killed as an accident. Except uh, his dad, I was, which yeah. let, let's be real, daddy might've deserved it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was definitely standout for me. Um, another standout was watching, um... Is it Todoroki? Uh, Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Uh-huh. Um, just watching him kind of come to terms with his power. Like Midoriya says, like, this make is... Make it yours. Make it yours. And, yeah. like, honestly, just in general, the character progression in the series... So for the One of the things that I love about this show is, um, like a lot of other uh, shonen anime, it has a huge cast. Mm-hmm. And this show does a great job of, I think, almost every single character so far. And those that haven't will probably get one, but they have their moment in the spotlight. Yeah, it was, um, 
there's so many characters like i can't remember all of their names all the time like i'm i'm remembering them when we watch it but like mm-hmm. the the guy that gets the red hair kirishima uh red riot hit red Riot. his whole thing like that his, fight scene his, at the end of i think season four. Oh my gosh so i'm just and fat gum and then like as we're as we're ending off what has come out here in the u.s with um uh dubbed mm-hmm. uh, we are only watching the dubbed i know sacrilege to some um, said it before i don't read fast enough to watch subbed yeah and I, the thing is like i do but admittedly sometimes um i need a little help focusing and so that's not gonna be for especially with the anime there's so much going on uh but anyways knowing that this is the end of year one no, they're approaching they're approaching the end, the of, end year of year one. one of their schooling there's still so much mm-hmm. left of this story so much more of seeing them become the heroes we can see glimmers of them becoming is just okay i could go on about this yeah. we really need to move on to the the big stuff well, yeah, that we want to talk about let's go into the movies and then the big shows okay so um we took our son to see lightyear yes with some friends with some friends we um we did this really cool let, thing. let's oh. let's be honest we took him to see lightyear with some family yeah friends in our family <laughs> yeah uh made families um yeah so and they Cho- have chosen family <laughs> yeah and they have a uh, daughter who's right around our son's age yeah and so we did this really cool thing at our local theater um it was just remodeled and well one of our local theaters um and it's like this vip thing yeah, for where Regal. you you pay it's like an extra 10 bucks to be honest it was, it. it was not cheap mm-hmm. but you go you can go in a little early they have this whole lounge area like a vip vip lounge. lounge they have um it's like free unlimited popcorn unlimited drinks icy icy ice cream ice soft serve vanilla yeah. ice cream access uh, to a private quote-unquote bar in that lounge area yeah it was just and um you know we did see a few people come like right before the movie and i was like what oh, the hell getting your money's worth yeah and so for us it was like wow we could come here we could hang out definitely not in every movie type but of like, situation for us but i will say in that theater it's the only the only theaters that have the reclining seats yeah so the we, electric recliners. yeah the electric recliners so if we're not going to vip which we saw in the regular seats thor uh not as comfortable um but anyways we go see other movies in another theater the enjoyment was definitely you know it yeah, brought it, was, it was brought up uh, we loved the movie yeah the movie's really good um all those people with their freaking panties in a bunch over this gay kiss that lasts like less than a second and you know what i saw on my child and the other children's face that were with us absolutely nothing nobody freaked out nobody said anything yeah, nobody's lives were ruined nobody's nobody's pearls were clutched <laughs> it was good it was wonderful love story um if you heard something i just bumped my elbow on my desk sorry oh. <laughs> funny but not so funny uh yeah okay so i really liked it um i love the premise because we um we know they set it up right at the beginning of the movie like andy wanted a buzz lightyear toy because it's a figure from andy's favorite movie lightyear is that movie yep and you actually get to see like the way one of the things that i loved was you get to see the way uh buzz's suit evolves from just this like kind of basic spacesuit mm-hmm. to having the wrist laser and the wings with the rocket pack and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, what was his, the cat's name? 
I don't remember what the cat's name was in it. Was it Socks? Socks. Uh, but great character so in the movie. Cute. Um, all of the characters in the movie were great. It's it was really good. I I enjoyed it. Um, I I can understand why Andy wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy. I like, want one. I well, we have one. Technically, our son has one. No, I want one of the SH Figure Arts. Oh uh, yeah, Lightyear figures, and they'll probably do a Zerg. Also. I'm sure. You know what? We are. Uh, potentially by the way, planning uh, a Disneyland trip, so... SH Figure Arts, if you want to sponsor us or send me some toys, you're welcome to it. I have no problem <laughs> shilling. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is, if anyone wants to throw money at us to do the <laughs> podcast, we are okay taking the money. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it was a really good time. No, I, seriously, we're, just, we're kind of joking and kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a really good time. I love... It's hard with our son because he'll say that he wants to go see a movie, which we'll talk about here in a minute uh he'll say he wants to go see a movie with us and then when it comes right down to it he's like eh, i don't know yeah and we very much are the type of parents that kind of let him do his own thing when it comes to that but like we when we took him to see sonic we did kind of spring it on him yeah but that was just to uh, surprise him to surprise him and i think that worked well in our favor and i think yeah. what worked well in our favor for Lightyear is number one it's he has watched toy story since he was a baby um and he knows these he knows this character uh, well, I mean, as well as you can know, yeah, Buzz Lightyear, um, in terms of like the new, like yeah. this, you know. But he he knows of the character. He knows the general story. He's kind of into space esque things. Um, he's our child, so he just absorbs a lot of things yeah. that we talk about anyway. Uh, and I think that that helps mm-hmm. a ton. And also that we went and see it. We went to see it with people that were equally as excited about it as we were. Um, but yeah, we loved it. Chris yeah. Evans did a great job. Yeah. Voice acting. Everyone did a great job. Uh, so next we finally saw, actually, I don't think in the period that we weren't doing this, it was, uh, up in the air, but like we, we didn't see Dr. Strange multiverse of madness until, uh, it, it came to Disney plus. Right. So the, the long story, we were going to go see it the week that I had the baby. It was unexpected. Um, I went in for a check. We were going to go see it on like a, that Friday or that the following Monday or something like that. Um, no, you got COVID. I got COVID. So yeah, Joe had COVID. <laughs> That's yep. another thing that happens. Extremely mild. Extremely mild. Like, once I tested positive, I didn't have any symptoms. Yeah, it was really so weird. It was back, for, it was back in May. That. Uh, vaxxed, uh, boosted. Yeah, single boosted. We are not uh, available for a second boost, right? Or am I? I don't know how many shots I've had. No. No, we haven't gotten a second shot yet, a second booster. Okay, yet. so yeah, Vax boosted, um, still distancing, still you know doing all the things. I got it. Fortunately for me, it was light. So yeah, um, and that was Joe tested positive for COVID, and then a few days later, um, thankfully, by the way, our son and I never tested positive. Yeah. But a few days after Joe tested positive for COVID, um, I went in for a like a routine scan at the hospital for the baby because um because it, it was a surrogacy ivf not going to go into the whole thing they had me doing tests and turns out that the baby's fluid levels were low and they needed to like get her out of there um and we were going to go see dr strange no i think what you're thinking of is on uh on the last day of school oh that's right we were going to pick him up 
Yeah, but and, he got the it stomach. Was a half day. But he got the stomach yeah. flu. It, and it's, then, it was a fucking shit show for like it was a, a month and a half. It was a shit show. Joe had COVID. I had the baby. Our son got sick. You got the stomach flu I got, from him. I got the stomach flu two weeks after I had a C-section. My computer took a shit. Just computer it, took it was, a shit. Yeah. We, we really... Here's the thing. Did we have... Are we the worst off of anybody that we know? No. no. Are we the worst off of anybody in the world? No. Was it a really shitty few weeks for us? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so by the time we got through all of that, uh, it was like two weeks until it hit um, Disney Plus. And I'm not going to lie. Well, that I... and our son had kind of decided he didn't. Yeah, he at that point decided he didn't want to go see it. So it was like if we had been if we had just gone opening day when we originally planned, it everything would have been, been fine. But whatever, yeah, we got to see and it. And so it came out on Disney Plus, and I'm fine seeing things at home. It doesn't. Yeah. I love going to the movie theater because it's the only place you get that kind of sound system and stuff like that. But especially since uh, COVID and things like that, I'm like it doesn't matter. I still get to enjoy the thing that I like. All of that to the and side. And I get to pause it to go to the bathroom in my own, yes. on my own toilet. <laughs> yes. All of that to the side. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, really good. Yes. Um, I very much enjoyed it. So, um, and I won't, I don't know, I won't say it's a horror movie. It has horror vibes. Mm-hmm. And I am not a horror person. No. So a lot of those vibes, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, you get to a lot of those scenes and they're done very well. Very yeah. Sam Raimi. <laughs> um but the one thing that I got out of it that is what I wanted, what I've wanted all along from Doctor Strange is I want a just a myriad of different spells and things that he's casting when he does things. And that's what I got. And it was great. Uh, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, perfect form as usual as Doctor Strange. It was it was really good. Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. That was, I will just say, like, from a mother perspective, I mean... I don't know how she did what she did, but her acting in that movie is, like, top tier. She couldn't win an Oscar for it because the Oscars is prejudiced against superhero movies, but... Oh, I'm sorry, what? Um, She deserves awards for that performance because there were times where I was like, you know, I was crying. Granted, look, I cry. Yeah. But it it was... um, Seeing her kind of comes to come to terms with what her life is, like actually is, mm-hmm. <laughs> not what she created, and what she could potentially be taken away taking away from somebody else. It was just like it really got me. Yeah, I so when you started that, I thought you were gonna go down that. Uh, I totally understand why she was doing what she was doing, or like you know I would have done the same thing. Like I've seen no. some mothers online taking that stance, and I'm like, mm, I don't think you're actually thinking the way you're not. You're not thinking. And you're in not terms taking of it the like, way they want you to take it. Here's the thing: I I liken it to. It's like those actions aren't meant I have to be never, looked up to. I have never lost something like that. Yeah. Um. And I think that if I could sit here and tell you if something were to happen to you or Michael, that if I knew of a way to get you back, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Um, but what I am saying is that I know deep in my heart that you can't take away. Taking something from somebody else doesn't give you anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Really and let, let's just say that philosophy can apply in a lot of different areas yeah. of life. Uh, really um, great. Seeing the Illuminati was just wonderful. Wonderful. Um, 
the short-lived Illuminati. The, short, the short-lived Illuminati, R.I.P. Reed Richards from another universe. <laughs> um, R.I.P. all of them. R.I.P. everybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seeing um, Patrick Stewart as oh, Professor Xavier and, and again. And finally in the yellow in, chair. In the yellow chair, what fans have wanted for so long, yeah. we get it in our MCU. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, it was just... It was great. I um worth the wait. Um definitely up there with my favorite movies in phase 4 um ish. Um I'm I'm hemming I, and hawing enjoyed, trying to decide if uh I, I agree with you or not. I did enjoy the Bruce Campbell cameo. Got to give yeah, a shout out to Randy. Bruce Campbell yeah. cuz I'm sure my brother's listening to this. <laughs> um but anyway, so let's let's talk about um, Thor: Love and Thor Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder. All right, I'm going to start this by saying I do enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. It is good. It is funny. Chris Hemsworth, a game. Natalie Portman, a game. Everybody in it, great job. Tessa Thompson, yeah, wonderful. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Um, I will say. I understand why when Natalie Portman was asked to describe this movie, she did describe it as super gay <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, this is not an insult, by the way. It's just there, there was definitely a lot of, um, there was just a lot of acceptance in this movie of all types yeah. of things. And um, I appreciate that. I appreciate seeing life mm-hmm. in my movies. So, if you want to continue, you can go for it. I'm sorry. So I do have a few, I don't want to say issues, because at the end of the day, I don't think it makes me like the movie. They make These things make me like the movie any less. But they are things that I think distract from the what I think is so true of a lot of the best Marvel movies, which is the best Marvel movies you go into, you get a great popcorn flick. Hands down, period. Every single one, every single thing that the in the MCU is a great popcorn flick, period. Yeah. The best ones, when you start peeling uh, away the layers, there is a really heartfelt story mm-hmm. in there. And my problem with Thor Love and Thunder is that the comedy was in such abundance that every time they tried to take a beat and get to some of the bones of that story, I found myself sitting there going, when are those damn goats going to scream? When is the punchline coming? Because it's so in your face throughout the entirety of the movie. And it's all funny. I laughed at all of it. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. We were definitely laughing and enjoying it all. But it's it's so... Goats and all. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that it's so much that I felt I couldn't really take the breath during the serious beats. Like at yeah. the very end when uh spoiler alert, when they get to, is it the edge of the universe or whatever? And Christian Bale's character is going to make that wish. And ultimately he wishes for his daughter to come back. And then um, Thor, you know, uh, adopts his daughter. Thor adopts him. Jane. Passes. I mean, well, no, he doesn't really adopt her. He raises her yeah. because Jane he, she calls him Thor. Yeah. And it's this, it, it's this really heartfelt, supposed to be this really heartfelt moment. And like I said, the entire time I'm sitting there going, it's been 45 seconds. Where's the joke? Where's the next joke? When is it coming? Because that's what the rest of the movie told me I should be expecting. Yeah. And you know, you have, so again, we spoil things here because we can't talk about it unless we spoil it. Spoiler alert. Jane has cancer. Yeah. 
uh, terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I won't say that it wasn't treated seriously because it, it definitely was. Uh, the reason why Jane um, Mjolnir is calling to her, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, it gives her, it doesn't really give her extended life, but it definitely keeps So it her... seems like, yeah, what it seems like. So in the movie it you is, find out. It is both kind of keeping her alive and killing her at the same time. Yeah, so ultimately what happens in the movie, you find out that while uh, Thor and Jane were in the height of their relationship, mm-hmm. Thor essentially enchants Mjolnir the way Odin did as kind of like, you know, I love this woman, you know, should she ever need it, it's your job to protect her or to something yeah. to that effect. And he enchants mm-hmm. Mjolnir to do that. Well, Jane discovers that she has cancer, she's going through treatment and all this kind of stuff. And she, in the movie, she says she felt like Mjolnir was calling out to her. Yeah, the pieces of Mjolnir. Because yeah. Mjolnir is in um, New Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, kind on of display. In, yeah, on display. Because New Asgard is a kind of tourist attraction amusement park now. Yeah, it was... Um, here's the thing. I don't need an explanation. Yeah, I don't care. I, I would assume that if New Asgard was on our Earth, I would want to go there too. It's well, that's beautiful. the thing. Yeah, I um, think it makes sense. Yeah, and um, it, it goes along... It, it definitely goes in line with some of the things we've seen in the series, which is that heroes are worshipped. Yeah. The, these heroes that we are geeking out about are real, mm-hmm. and people worship them like we worship celebrities. Yeah. But anyway, so she feels like it's calling out to her, and she believed that maybe... Mjolnir could do something to help with her cancer and it kind of does what I gather from the uh, movie is essentially while she's wielding it and in her Thor form Mm -hmm. the symptoms at the very least of the cancer do not affect her whatsoever but I if I'm remembering correctly it's said that while she's in her Thor form it is progressing the cancer a lot faster yes like I said so it's helping and killing her at the same time essentially um um, and I, I really do feel like, I don't want to be like, the movie didn't take it seriously because there is a line that Jane says that like, I don't know the exact line, but it essentially is that being Thor kind of helped her come to terms mm-hmm. with everything. Um, and it brought Thor back into her life. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helped Thor. I, I would argue that it helped Thor heal a lot of the hurt that he was still feeling yeah from the events of endgame infinity war etc yeah you know um but yeah like i said so there are these heartfelt moments in this movie and it does have that deeper meaning but just because of the structure of the movie and like i said every joke i laughed yeah i am not saying that they are bad jokes but it's just it they are in such abundance that during those heartfelt moments you keep waiting for a punchline. Also, I do, kind of going back to what you were saying about Ant-Man, I kind of feel like they made Thor the punchline of a lot of those jokes. Right. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but like, I don't know. It just, it felt off. Well, it was kind of a lot of people's problem with Endgame, um, with Thor and Endgame, how he was kind of fat. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- they're making fat jokes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that are either fat or have gone through trauma have been like, you are making this person a punchline when all we, all we want is to be treated like people like this, this person lost everything, everything, literally everything. I mean, you're making him a punchline and it was very much kind of that again. Um, I would argue that Thor has had one of the best arcs in all the MCU, just from where he was, Mm -hmm. how he was kind of the spoiled prince 
He's had a lot of ups and downs. He's had a lot of up and ups and downs. Um, I will say like my, my one thing with like all the jokes is that, um, I think I turned to you at one time when we were watching it. I was like, this is very Taika. Like it's the way he talks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of talk like that too. I get going, I get fast, I get slow. Um, but it was just like Joe said, it was like joke after joke after joke after joke. And I'm like, Marvel, I feel like there was, I believe that Taika wrote this movie. He did not, my, and he directed it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. He wrote, I know he directed it. I know with Ragnarok, he directed it, but he did not Mm -hmm. write it. I feel like they were looking for what Ragnarok was. Because I feel like Ragnarok, Ragnarok had a very like Guardians esque feel as well. Like, yeah. Um, and I feel like there was this thing they wanted to do to kind of bring that element of Ragnarok in. And I mm-hmm. don't feel like they hit it for me. I feel like Ragnarok is still my number one Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like this is probably two, just because like there was so much that I did like about it, like uh tessa thompson's valkyrie i'm just like in love with her like Mm -hmm. she's wonderful give her a show give give her all of the things um it's just that like i'm watching christian bale's uh villain i can't remember his name what's his name i don't remember um anyways we probably should have looked this up but as we say all the time i'm watching his villain and this is a man who has lost everybody including his daughter, holding his daughter as she literally starves to death and is overcome. And it was a really hard name. So it's understandable why we didn't remember. It's Gore. (laughs) G-O-R-R. Okay. So, and like, understand the, understandably why he becomes a villain while he, why he's seeking to reach, um, where is he going? It's like the center of the universe. Yeah. The center of the the universe. universe. Something like that. Um, while he's seeking to go there, and I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, just, it's supposed to be this big moment for this villain. And, like, I don't know if it was, like, all the jokes, but, like, I never really felt anything for this villain. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't. Well, and again, like I said, I think it... For me, it's because I'm sitting there while all this is happening, and I'm waiting for the punchline to hit. Yeah, or like, and let me just let me go on record and say I thought the goats so fucking funny, mm-hmm. like made me laugh the first two times. Mm-hmm. But constantly hearing them screaming in the background was so distracting. Like, like reduce it by thirty percent. Yeah, like <laughs> we okay, we know the goats are there. You don't need to constantly every time they move. You don't you don't need that. Are some people going to complain? Potentially. But the alternative is that the goats are stepping into your emotional mm-hmm. uh, storyline. Well, and yeah, that, that brings me to one of my other ones because there's a scene. Like, Okay, so uh, this is the only nitpick where I would say that just I'm so confused by it. It's because when did Stormbreaker gain sentience? <laughs> so I will just say before, before I went to the movies, I saw this this uh, tweet came through my Twitter feed. I had been trying to avoid, but you can't avoid everything. And there was a tweet. It's that meme where yeah. it's like the girl walking in front of the guy and the girl holding mm-hmm. hands and the guy's like looking back. And it was uh, Thor, Sto- Thor Stormbreaker, and Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. And then Mjolnir um, in the front. Mm-hmm. And 
And they pretty much recreated the meme in the movie. They did. And like, okay, there's a scene. Look, that was funny, but I agree with you. Stormbreaker is not sentient. Not as far as we know it. Not least. as far as we know. Maybe it is. Anyway, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We've been going for a while. Like I said, it, we laughed at every joke. We really, and the thing it's is an, like, it's an absolutely enjoyable meaning yes. m- movie. It's just the emotional parts failed to hit for us because the movie led us to believe and wait for a punchline every time there was a slight lull. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm sad that I'm not like, oh my god, it was my favorite MCU movie of phase four. Because I thought for goddamn sure. It would be. It would be. Do, did I think when we saw Shang-Chi that that would be my number one? Absolutely not. You want to watch Shang-Chi when we're done? <laughs> Anyway, so game. Um, that was our take on Thor Love and Thunder. Agree, disagree. Feel free to comment. Uh, let us know what you think. Email us. Tell us we're wrong. Whatever. So um, so we're going to save the big one for last. And I think you know what I mean by the big one. Because yes, we're on to shows now, right? Okay, yeah. So briefly, I did want to talk. Um, we left off. Um, this Is Us was not done when we left off. I don't want to go too much into it, you guys, because you know I can go on forever about This Is Us. All I'll say is um, the Miguel episode, phenomenal. Um, Very good. Finally, finally gave us what we wanted with Miguel. I don't know how anyone can come away from that series thinking that Miguel was always in love with Rebecca or whatever the hell I've heard over the years takes on Miguel. Either way... Oh my god that episode was so good yeah um so i don't want to cut you off but like with the things that i want to say are going to be kind of short and sweet about it mm-hmm. um like i felt like the ending was very well done it mm-hmm. fit the show the only thing that i don't even think i mentioned that i don't know if i even mentioned this to you when we were watching it but the only thing that like i don't even know really how to describe it the so the end of the series is portrayed it's the night that rebecca is dying and she's mm-hmm. traveling through this train and it's kind of like she's well, that, tra- that's the second to last episode oh it's the second yeah. to last okay mm-hmm. sorry second to last episode is the night that rebecca's dying and she's like traveling through this train which is a metaphor for her life yes and she keeps saying that she's waiting for someone she's waiting for someone and that's not ultimately <clears throat> important to my point but for most of the episode i was wondering i was like who is she gonna meet at the end is yeah. it going to be miguel or is it going to be jack yeah and my problem this is not a problem with the show no. my problem is is i don't know who i wanted it to be i didn't know if i wanted it to be jack or if i wanted it to be miguel yeah because i mean essentially for her life she spent more time more with time miguel. with miguel um but i do very much feel like the show did basically put a put that to rest because the love of her life was jack yeah um and i think that miguel always knew that yeah. Um, no, I, I do think that Rebecca loved Miguel. Yeah. I, I also think they were companions. That. Yeah. Um, friends and companions. They were friends and they fell in love. And it, yeah, it's a, it, I do think it was a different kind of love. Yeah. It, than older. Her I, and I believe, I believe she might have said it. And I, I definitely plan to do a rewatch soon. I don't know if you want to be a part of that or not. But um, I, I, um, watch listen to things while i'm working and this is us is perfect for that and i believe your boss isn't listening oh yeah um <laughs> it's no different than listening to we'll, the we'll news. leave that on the cutting room floor listening to the news or a podcast but anyways i believe there is a thing there was a a throwaway line or something i read where it was essentially like you know miguel the love between rebecca and miguel was a quieter 
love. Yeah. And um, I love in the Miguel episode, I'm going to leave off on this, is that he and his son finally made peace. Some kind of peace. Some kind of peace. Maybe not a perfect father-son relationship, but but an understanding. Yeah, an understanding. And you get this moment with Kevin and Miguel's son where they go to Miguel's um, homeland. like. Mm And uh, they spread his ashes on this field, uh, the soccer field that he played soccer on. And it was just, it was beautiful, wonderfully well done episode. Um, then after that, you get this, um, there was a family meeting episode where they're meeting about Rebecca's end of life. And essentially Kate is like, she put me in charge. Yep. And so uh, Kevin and Sophie end up moving in with Rebecca and taking care of her with a nurse, which is perfect because Sophie was a nurse. Yeah. So, perfect. But, yeah, like, that that was my only issue. And, like I said, that's my issue. Yeah. It's I, because they, they really do a great job of making, starting out in the ser- series with Miguel kind of being, I don't want to say a side character. Yeah. But, you know, he has a bit of turbulence with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then they do a really good job of him becoming a real member of the family even to the kids well not this this is us fandom i have to say and i've touched on this before but there there's a lot of haters in this is us fandom especially towards miguel yeah but you know know what here hold on sidebar (laughs) you know haters in fandoms get the fuck out of the fandom you're not a fan yeah it's fine it's always been like you if you don't like miguel you don't you don't understand because a lot of it is like people not understanding that miguel was never in love with rebecca until Jack died. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like keep going on about the fandom because you know whatever. Um I, I when I go off about the fandom I do try to remember that there are times that we are critical and honestly like a lot of a lot of what I think we're critical about are not things that ultimately mean anything. We're also not trying to dictate what they should no, have done. Because the thing is like if I if I was mad it, it'd be like we stopped watching Halo. Because you know why? Because we started just being really, it wasn't doing anything, it wasn't for, doing us. anything for us. So anyway, so you had this family meeting, and then there's the episode The Train, which is arguably one of their best episodes. It was their penultimate episode. Again, like Joe said, there Rebecca's on this train. And um Rebecca does keep saying that she's waiting for someone, she's waiting for someone, and she won't go into the final car until the person comes. And then um Kate gets to the house. Um, just as Rebecca is getting ready to enter the car. And by the way, uh, William is guiding her through the train, which I just thought that was so beautiful that the person who fathered her son is the one guiding her to the end of her life, essentially. And, um, Kate makes it just in time and Rebecca has this wonderful moment with Jack in bed and they fall asleep together, which means that she is no longer on the earth. And the last episode is us, and they it is Rebecca's funeral, essentially. And you get a little bit more about what things are going to be like. And Randall hints that he's going to run for president, potentially, one day. And um, Kevin is very settled in his quiet life with Sophie. And Randall's going to be a grandfather. And Randall's going to be a, a grandson. grandpa to a grandson. And oh my god, I want to cry he's thinking so about it. so happy about it. Um. I did write that there was this moment with Randall and the Tooth Fairy, and I have a feeling at the time it touched on a conversation that 
I think I wrote it down specifically because there was a conversation that you and I had with our son mm-hmm. about the tooth fairy where our son kind of critically thought about the tooth fairy and decided, um, I'm sorry, if you're listening to, the, to this with kids, the tooth fairy is totally real. Um, but we had a conversation with our son about the tooth fairy where yeah. he discovered the truth um, all on his own. Um, and I think I must have written that down because of that moment. But I, I don't honestly remember. But um, and there was also a moment where they talked about Beth says something to Randall that being in the Pearson family was the greatest burden and greatest blessing of her life. And I specifically wrote that down because to me that kind of summed up the Pearsons. The, the Pearsons. And um, I will just say that um, I completely kind of avoided what the internet thought about the ending because as far as I'm concerned, it was the absolute perfect ending Mm -hmm. for this show. And I want to rewatch it again from start to finish and really watch it all play out together. And um, I love that the last thing is like, you know, the final plan was that, you know, there are three of them. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful, um, perfect, etc. I wish we had been talking about it as it happened, but I'm going to stop talking about This Is Us now. Just know that I loved it. All right. So on my list, we have three things left to talk about. Yeah. Um, Picard. Picard, Miss Marvel, and then the Big Daddy. Well, let's go with Picard because that's going to be the one I remember the least. So I was going to say, we're just, I think we're going to kind of breeze over Picard. Look. You heard us talk about it episode by episode up to, I think, just before the final episode. I don't remember. Yeah, it was it was the final episode. So was if, if we hadn't gotten you to check it out, if you were on the fence by then, you know, the final episode wasn't going to do it. What I will say is I loved every second of that season. Yeah, I love. was amazing. Um, I loved seeing Wesley mm-hmm. pop up. That was awesome. Um. Q and Picard have this great sit down conversation with each other. Yeah, I wrote down um, Q gave Jean Luc forgiveness, and Q doesn't want him to die alone. Mm-hmm. Um, because Q did come forward and saying that he's dying. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't want. Essentially, it was like he did. He doesn't want Jean Jean Luc to die the way he's dying. Yeah, which is alone. Yeah, exactly. Because Q was all alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, you know, they fix whatever got broke. Yes. <laughs> and now the Borg is part of the Federation. Uh, emergency <laughs> status or something like yes. that. And there's a lot of questions about what that means. Is this a different Borg than the one we've encountered up to this point? Is, is it, this, yeah, there's, is there's this, a lot of... this, uh, like, um, what's it called when it's like a not, what you're seeing isn't what's really going on. Like maybe is, is potentially... There's some like sketchiness going on. Oh, Who knows? I, I don't know. Um, either way, it's it's extremely good. Yeah, um, watch it if you haven't. Make the time. There's always time for a good show. Yeah, and it's ten episodes. Because I guarantee you, you're watching something if you're listening to this. You're watching something, and it's going to end eventually. Pick up something new. It's ten episodes that are only an hour long. It mm-hmm. is not Stranger Things where <laughs> you go in anticipating an hour. And you're stupid and don't look at the runtime and you all of a sudden realize you were in for a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend Picard season two, especially um, I don't think we got a release date for season three because I didn't write it down. Um, but get watch them. Get yeah. ready. 
It's great. Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Absolutely love it. I mean, look, I, I said at the beginning of the episode, I will say it again now. More women <laughs> running running things in the MCU is only going to bring good things to the fandom. So my only gripe with it, and it's not a gripe, it's because of their stylistic choices, I kept having flashes of Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm, and that's it. The, yeah. I will say that, that they definitely settled that down yeah. towards later. In the beginning um, episodes, there was like text pop-ups and... Uh, little things here and there and then towards the end that didn't happen as much when they got more into like the mysticism mm-hmm. of the bracelet um but yeah it's this it's this great story about a teenage girl mm-hmm. but it's a great story about family mm-hmm. and community and culture and family history yeah and friendship yeah it, it's just like and it accomplishes all of those things in a tight 10 episode package that finishes off with something that on first viewing, I was like, this is a little underwhelming the, this finale in a high school, no big major beat em up, throw down villain fight or something like that. But it's like, it's the perfect ending for the story they're telling. Yeah. I mean, it's the story. I mean, essentially this story is about a teenage girl. Mm hmm. Coming to terms with her family life, her culture. Um, and how what she wants it may be at odds with her culture. Yeah, and then finding out that like it's actually kind of one and the same. Mm-hmm. Her culture got her to be a superhero, essentially. Well, not so much her culture, but no, her, but her, family, her history, family history. Yeah. And I will say, like, I um to be a little controversial for a second. Um, and we can choose to cut this out, I don't care. But um, a lot of what I've been seeing online where people are complaining about this show is a lot of white people being upset that they can't relate to Kamala. And mm-hmm. all I have to say is maybe Kamala isn't for you to relate to. Yep. Kamala is for all the little girls out there that look at Kamala and say, wow, she looks exactly like me. Her family is from Pakistan, too. And so I will just say, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but in January 2020, obviously pre-COVID, I went to India. And honestly, seeing like a lot of things from India and from that area of the world, it kind of brought me back to my trip. And it's just honestly like bringing in that culture to mainstream Mm -hmm. for people that look like joe and i look to kind of get to see it's just it's beautiful and like i loved the wedding scene where they were like dancing bollywood style like that was just it was so beautiful and like i said again like again maybe controversial take but it's like you're you i can relate to kamala as like a girl Mm -hmm. but like it's not on the same level for me as it would be for someone that looks like her and that's fine. You yeah. you don't have to look like, and she's amazing. And Kamala, yeah. like, just her story was just so good. And, like, there were multiple times where I'm like, man, if I was a little girl watching this, I would have been like, dang, I want to be like Kamala. Because she's just so cool to me. Yeah. And but the thing is, she's not cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, <laughs> And as someone who doesn't relate to damn near anything in that story, I still love the shit out of that show. Yeah. It was just so good. And like the, the mysticism of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what were, what were they called? Um, the, they were Jin. Jin. Yeah. 
And then also at the very, very end, we find out that there is a mutation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of implying, like, they kind of maybe we're getting some mutant. Like, they kind of bring in that idea of, like, yeah, we're doing mutants, guys. Like, we're doing it. Yeah, we're not calling them enhanced anymore. Nope. We're, we're full on. They're mutants. Um, and I loved her friend, uh, the the boy... Um, I can't remember his name. Bruno. Bruno, yeah. Was it Bruno? I don't know. Uh, I feel like if it was, we wouldn't talk about him. <laughs> Either way, I just, I loved their friendship. I think he kind of like had a little bit of a crush on her, but, um, and their other friend loved her. I just, like I said, the whole show was just, it was. It was great. Again, it, it's one of those things where it's like we, we went in not really knowing what to expect and we're just blown away mm-hmm. i mean give me more of that energy you know um okay so as much as i love yeah. miss marvel can yeah. we please talk about <laughs> the show the show that while we were watching it we were like we have to do the podcast like we're missing <sighs> so go ahead and say what we're talking about so obi-wan kenobi is the shit <laughs> oh it... my god <laughs> it is so good i do have some things that i think could have been better about the show mm-hmm. but again none of it takes away from how ultimately enjoying and satisfying every emotional beat of that show is they they it really is... took to me it's like they heard everything that people were complaining about this show potentially being and were like fuck you yeah <laughs> it is so good ewan mcgregor is flawless as obi-wan kenobi it's wonderful um spoiler alert if you haven't seen it child leia oh my gosh she is so good so good um so cute i mean it just they 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 didn't retcon anything mm -hmm. um it's perfectly because she never sees obi-wan um does she in the in the original trilogy she never sees him um and you know the whole help me obi one kenobi you're my only hope i mean it is like a whole other level now yeah it also adds a lot uh so like i I won't lie in the new trilogy uh knowing that kylo ren's real name is ben Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well that's obviously he's named after ben kenobi but i was like why is she naming him after why would she name him ben not obi-wan and all this kind of stuff and then you watch obi-wan kenobi and yeah it's probably a oh we should do something or this is a thing we can do to tie it in or whatever afterthought doesn't matter but But obi-wan rescues her and refers to himself as ben initially introduces herself and so it adds a lot of weight to why leia might have a strong enough connection to want to name one of her children after him her Um, only child after him oh yeah yeah (laughs) um but like the interactions between Vader and Obi-Wan. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it is so good. It's so heart wrenching Yep. because there, there's a scene where Obi-Wan discovers that Anakin is not dead. Right. Uh, it's where and he the learns look on his face. Reva uh, lets him know that Anakin did not die on Mustafar. Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, I wrote, um, I did write a, a couple notes here and there because it was when we were like, we're going to pick this mm-hmm. podcast back up. And I think that's when your computer took yeah, a shit. Probably. Um, but first of all, we know that Obi-Wan takes place 10 years past episode three. 
Yes. It, it says that. And then um, I don't have anything written down because we were just kind of watching it. Um, I did write down the title card is cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just loved every time the title card rolled through. I was like, oh, my God, that's just so cool. Um, but anyway, so in part three, Anakin tells Obi-Wan, I am what you made me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he firmly puts it on obi-wan like you, yeah you and did this to me yeah and the thing is it, it as fans were like fuck you he did yeah but um i mean like joe said it's just it, it's so heart-wrenching what happens yeah so um, this this does bleed into one of my first issues with the show quote unquote it's there are all these wonderfully uh crafted moments between characters, mm-hmm. uh, especially Obi-Wan and Vader. It does feel a little bit like the connective tissue between those moments was a bit of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's still just, it's so good. Um, I, I can't pinpoint or be specific about episode by episode, but we can go ahead and jump to the big moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Final showdown. Well, okay, let's set the scene a little bit. So Obi-Wan has been struggling this whole time um, after Bail Organa calls him to try to find Leia for him. Yeah. Uh, because Obi-Wan's a bit out of practice. Yeah, and... he, he cannot quite he cannot quite use the Force in the same way that he used to be yeah, able to. Yeah, with the same confidence and reliability and things like that. And he's and struggling a little bit. And a lot of that is bit. because of what happened with him and Anakin. And um, Order well, 66 and so all, that, like just everything. That could be open to interpretation because um, I think it might, I think it's still considered established canon. I don't know, Luke, this is Lucas's opinion on it um, from what I've heard is using the force is like any muscle. Yeah. If you don't use it for a while, it's not as strong as it once was. Mm-hmm. You can build it back up, but it's just the way it happens. But ultimately, so, you know, you're seeing this, uh, great hero of the Republic at one time struggling. And there is a final showdown between Vader and Obi-Wan in the series. And Obi or Vader tells Obi-Wan when it looks like, uh, Vader has the upper hand and Obi-Wan's going to be kicking the bucket. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is as Obi-Wan has taken the high ground, so to speak. Yeah. And Vader is back on his heels. He looks at, uh, Obi-Wan in the eyes and he tells him, uh, I am not your failure. Yeah. Obi-Wan, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. I did. Which was and like, it's, what? It's just, it's so, like, I I want to say heart-wrenching, but it's it's so it's such a hard hit. Yeah. Um, And this does bring me back to my other slight gripe. Because in that moment, Obi-Wan has essentially won that battle. Mm-hmm. And he turns to walk away. Vader is beat. They've done this really cool job of, like, uh, some oh. of his mask is cut off and oh his voice god. is switching between Hayden Christensen and the voice modulation. Oh my god, it is so cool. It's, it's extremely good. But as Obi-Wan leaves, he looks back and he says, goodbye, Darth. Mm-hmm. The gripe I have is I totally understand at the end of episode three why he can't kill Anakin. Yeah. Because he can't kill Anakin. Yeah, he can't. He, can't he cannot kill Anakin. bring himself but to kill Anakin. why can't he kill Darth Vader? But yeah, by having him acknowledge what darth is saying that anakin's dead there is no anakin left here yeah there is only darth vader for obi-wan to acknowledge that basically to me saying i accept what you're telling me that anakin is gone but still not deliver the killing blow yeah um 
and then in the original trilogy telling luke no you have to do it because anakin's no longer there it is only darth vader yeah and i don't mind uh rectifying this issue with myself as just they have hands tied to facilitate things that came before them yeah and regardless of it being maybe you could refer to it as a plot hole or a misstep or whatever yeah at the end of the day that exchange is just to me it's it's mind-blowing it's a gut punch yeah and it's so expertly executed between those two actors who let's be honest got a raw fucking deal when it comes to the prequel trilogy acceptance especially hating christians yeah um i did read a thing online which i have not watched clone wars we've talked about this before yes i have still not watched clone (laughs) wars but someone online had mentioned that the half of um vader's helmet Mm -hmm. that is missing is the other half of the helmet that um so in rebels yeah rebels um, that's what it was ahsoka has a uh encounter with darth vader and and in a battle she uh wrecks a half of his mask yeah and obi-wan wrecks another half of the mask yeah and um the juxtaposition of that being like his his padawan and his master Basically destroying two halves of the whole of Anakin Skywalker, essentially. Not destroying, mean, but like... See, I'll, see, and I interpret it very different. So oh, this okay. is interesting. Okay. To me, it's showing that like, if you start chipping away to get to his gooey center, mm. you're going to find Anakin in there. Mm, interesting. I like your take on it. Because And these are the two of the most important people in his life. He, you know, well, very they, much... Very much other than his own mother and padme and padme they and for... are i mean and, and the thing is like one could argue that life and in, in your life in general there are not that many important people mm-hmm. but i mean especially for like a jedi but like someone like anakin who feels so deeply yeah. these are the four people that have impacted mm-hmm. his life the most and like i said to, to me my my thought was um very much like them destroying the two halves to make the whole are them saying good like this is not anakin anymore Mm. we are done and then luke is the one that makes him whole again by removing the whole by removing the whole okay so both of those can they can both be 100 percent true it's just Mm -hmm. uh as a viewer i I feel like what they're showing me yeah in those moments is that when you start chipping away yeah and and, look i read a lot if if this theory that i have sounds familiar it may have been something like i picked up in like the probably close to 50 articles i read about this mm -hmm. after obi-wan finished because i mean god it was just so good yeah and the fact that we did not have this podcast uh going to talk about it just like it i will just say of all the things that we have watched not being able to talk about every single episode of this series for at least 30 to 45 minutes it hurt us so bad because the whole after the episode we'd be pausing it while the episode was going on it it was just like i wanted to take notes but i'm like but we're not doing the podcast right now and it's just my god if you have not watched it you, here's the thing i i truly do think that even if you are not a star wars fan i truly do think that you would enjoy this mm-hmm. show because it is so much about it's got coming a to lot terms with yourself but yeah it's, but it does have a lot of strings oh, connecting sure. it to what's come before but what i'm saying so. is like if, if you're into the idea of like human growth mm-hmm. 
um, growth past who you are, what you've been, what you can become. I definitely think it is a story about that above and all. And it's a story about friendship and mentorship. Yeah. Um, and then and we if get... you can hear little dings in the background, our son seems to have the TV a little loud right now. <laughs> um, and then we get two absolutely wonderful moments to, to close off the series. Yeah. Um, so the one I like more actually happens before the very last moment. But so in order to go in order, we will go with the one that I like more. Obi-Wan travels to uh, Alderaan, mm-hmm. uh, meets up with Bale and his wife and sees uh, Leia. And he has a short conversation with Bale and then he walks over to greet Leia and perfectly executed as usual. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan walks up and just, hello there. Oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> it's like, I so much of me is like, that's where the show ends. It's perfect. It yeah. says, this is the man that is the Obi-Wan we see at the beginning of episode four. Yep. It's such a perfect pin in the end of the show. But... They had to hold out for a few more minutes yeah. as he uh, transitions from wherever he was living into, I think it's the Judlin Wastes, uh, mm-hmm. into his uh, abode where we, you know, him and Luke sit. And we get Force Ghost, Qui-Gon Jinn. So wonderful. Liam Neeson. Um, he it came was back great. to yeah. do this little scene with um, Ian McGregor. And it was what we had been hoping for because the whole series, Obi-Wan is trying to reach out to Qui-Gon with the Force as Yoda has kind of instructed him to, like, continue. And um, he was not able to. Because also the thing we even talked about is, like, Obi-Wan is not Obi-Wan. He's been. He's He's been Kenobi. He's working. He's kind of in a dark place, I think. He's in a dark place. He's, He's working. Uh, what is like he a, doing? He's like a butcher. I think there's like a, a slain crate dragon in the deserts of Tatooine that they are harvesting meat from. And that's what he's doing. He's And he's like stealing little meat. pieces of meat occasionally. To feed um, to his. To feed to um, his like a. Uh, oh, I don't know what it's. I don't remember what it's called. But it's it's a. It's a, it's a creature he rides on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. You get that moment. And then you get. I don't know if you were going to touch on this. But you get that moment at the end where he where Owen lets him meet Luke, essentially, mm-hmm. which was so cute. Uh, yes, and uh, we find out that... So the um, toy that Luke is playing with in episode four, mm-hmm. he's swooshing around the little flying thing, was actually given to him by Obi-Wan. Which is just wonderful. Yeah, it's just... Like, I, I do think we should maybe do a rewatch of at least just that series. And, and so we can um, really talk about it. Yeah. Break it down episode by episode because it's like I said, the worst thing about the show is that a bit of the connective tissue between these immensely powerful emotional moments theme seems a little thin. And maybe, maybe what we can do, cause I know we've talked about this before is maybe doing like a very small second episode. Um, like a week. bonus, yeah, bonus yeah. episode. Like maybe we can do bonus episode Obi Wan. Yeah, uh, just because this is something we have watched before. Um, we have some ideas for some other bonus episodes. Things where like we play around a bit. Um, I know that like before the last episode we had watched Ready Player One, and you had posed to me like, oh yeah, we should talk about like what would be your vehicle, your melee, yeah, kind of your your character, your range weapon, out. and your ship. And like we talked about doing that as kind of like a bonus thing. So like I definitely think that once we get back into the swing of things, we might try to do a two episode a week situation. But yeah, maybe. also keep in mind that I have a full time job. 
Joe will be going back to school. We have a seven-year-old who's getting ready to go into second grade. Oh, my God. Um, we also have friends um, in a social life. <laughs> through, throughout the entire but, hiatus of our podcast, when people would ask when we were coming back, like our close friends who listened to it, uh, yeah. and they would ask uh, me to question, you know, talk about Obi-Wan and what I thought, because everybody knows how I feel about Star Wars, and everybody knows how I feel about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I forgot to preface everything I said in this segment talking about the show with, you have to understand... I am coming in with an extreme bias towards this character. So I do think what I do think that what I'm saying is accurate as far as the things that are non-personal opinions. Yeah. uh, uh, Most of 99% of everything I've said is personal opinion with the exception of the recounting of events. Yeah. But um, it just, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi so much. He is why I have a fascination with mentor characters in every form of media. I'm going to have to post that TikTok that I did. Help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Where I show all your Obi-Wans. Well, you took a picture when uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi premiered. I had my... uh, Yeah, I took that picture that. i'll have to dig up that picture and post it, I think you posted it on, um, on the twitter I'll yeah. po- maybe i post it on instagram well, i posted it in the stories um and i'll post it but um it was so funny because like um our friend Susie had sent me like this <laughs> tiktok of like this place you can go to like buy those candles that have like jesus on them mm-hmm. essentially but they had like obi-wan uh, instead of probably, jesus it's probably episode two obi-wan <laughs> and i'm just like we <laughs> if if we were to worship at the altar of anyone in this house it would probably be obi-wan let's be honest um and i kind of want that candle to like add to your obi-wan collection but also we are very look we're not religious in this house um we don't harbor any hatred or antagonism towards uh religion i'm not talking about the people that use religion in in their name anyway anyways i i don't know if it's sacrilege to have other things on the the candles but i just feel like we we need one <laughs> okay we crossed the two hour mark we're across um, thank you so much if you and I don't know how much is gonna edit out yeah and i just want to say we're so happy i know we don't have like a huge listenership right now um and if you do listen thank you so much um if you're going back to listen thank you so much and thank you so much for sticking around for a long episode we literally every week we were trying to get back and things kept getting in the way and oh my god we even purchased joe a new computer so we could like make sure we could still do the podcast because this has been something that we've been wanting to do for a long time and i know and we're having joked, fun doing it i know we've joked a few times about like sponsorships and stuff and look if someone wants to pay us to do a thing that we enjoy we're going to accept the money but at the end of the day this is something that joe and i really really enjoy doing together and we're glad to be doing it again. Yeah. So, and here's a question for some listener engagement. Yeah. Uh, if possible. Uh, should we, should I put throw on an outro song mm. or should we just keep it with the hard stop? Yeah. Kind of us... leaning towards outro song, but uh, if you care or if you're just like, maybe if I tweet at them about this, they'll mention my name on their podcast. So the other 12 people that listen to it can hear my name on the interwebs. Yeah. And, um, we love interacting with people. There've been a couple of people that have reached out to me to like, listen to their podcast. They listen to our podcast. Um, we appreciate that as well. Um, always happy to have opinions. Um, if we, you know, you want to send a voice memo to our email, might be able to figure out a way to play it. I'm not really sure, but um, at the at the very least, I'll listen to it and I'll say what you said and we can talk about it. Yeah. 
So um, thank you so much. Thanks for sticking with us yeah, through thank you. this whole thing. Uh, it's good to be back. It's fun to be back. Uh, oh, something else I noticed, uh, and then we'll be closing off. I noticed a couple of really high spots in our audio uh, when we were getting excited and stuff like that. I'll do see if I can figure out if I can affect those before I export. But uh, sorry if you get a little blown out. Um, yeah, but... we, we don't have access to our headphones for whatever reason. We're still running some tech issues, but yeah, but... We're, we're hopeful we'll be able to figure it out. And again, I just I, I know we keep saying this, but like I cannot emphasize enough how much I am happy to be sitting back in my <laughs> chair talking to my husband about the things that we love. Yep. So thank you for listening. And. We'll see you next time for your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.